no idea when Dev starts on this. Oh, me neither. Is it now? It can't be now. There's no way. Wait, it's coming up. Okay, hold on. Okay. Places. Places. The history of film. That better who even the lights go dim. James Cagney to, to Nosferatu and stunts that shock you and dirty, dirty studios made. From wings to Top Gun, movie stars and no ones, romantic crazy fans that leave no real of fun. Hollywood is film history in Hollywood. They chase the Oscar, but it's all a sham, just like Shaq and Kazam. All your dreams can come true. Film history, the history of film, all of it made for you. Good God, that was terrible. Welcome back to Film History, the, the history, history of film. We're getting back in the groove today, boys. Yeah, man, we're back on our bullshit. Yeah, we're just like nice. doing, this is just an old school episode, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> um, and, you might uh, learn something. You might learn something. And some people who might have learned something, uh, this show is in part brought to you by our wonderful patrons. Yeah. Shout out to Dylan Smith. Dylan! Actually, uh, Dev should read this because I'm dyslexic. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Dylan Smith. Dev, who are these people? Dylan's our OG. All right. The wonderful, the awesome August Munster. August Munster. It's Munster, actually. Munster, because there's a umlock. The two dots over the U makes Munster. the U long. Matthew Weisgerber, Weisgerber, Chris Hernandez, Kathy Godfrey, Josh Foray. Shout out to Dylan. Dylan. Shout out to the patrons. We love you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, we will buy a uh, Grimace shake. Yeah. 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 We have yeah. some cool fans and, out and there. And everybody, everyone who joins has sent us like a lovely message. And because we're bad at our jobs, we don't reply in a timely manner. But just know that we appreciate it and we yes. will get back to you we, in we read four them, to six business weeks. We do read them inevitably. And yeah. we, we yeah. try to answer here on a public forum. Yeah. I live in in a uh, cabin in the woods and I only accept paper mail. Yeah. And I I, I, I send very angry letters to the government, the local government. <laughs> Listen, you, we, he just died, man. The Unabomber. Rest I, in peace. You know what? Free the Unabomber. Dude, I think it's been enough time. I think, I think he is time. free. Yeah. He is the, <laughs> he's free now. He's free now. He is, uh, he's up there in heaven bombing. He is the immortal free. The he's, ultimate free. He's sending angry letters to Jesus. He's like, this place is fucking rigged. Well, so I, after he died, I started looking into the Unabomber. Yo. And they... They they tortured him. Yeah, they yeah, like yeah. they. Well, they he's did, a part like, of the acid experiment. Yeah, the CIA, yeah, yeah. I was yes, like blown was. away. I was like, oh my god. What? Same thing as Manson. <laughs> oh my god. Oh Whitey Bulger. All the great psychopaths of our era were, <laughs> yeah. were made dosed with drugs by the CIA. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag free the Unabomber. Said it right. right. <laughs> free the Unabomber. Well, he's free now, baby. The Unabomber is free, and How, so are we. <laughs> I bet you. It, what joy brings me is hypothesizing that, like, when we die, we get unplugged from the simulation. <laughs> Yeah. And then he just goes, so you're telling me I was in technology the entire time? Oh, <laughs> oh man, wow. He's about to bomb a whole new set of people, yeah. bro. Yeah. He's going to be raining bombs from heaven, no doubt about it. He and Christopher Nolan. <laughs> he just goes back to a super advanced world where everything is tech. <laughs> Which, oh my God, speaking of Christopher Nolan and Oppenheimer, I so I was like, okay, we're about a month out. Let me go ahead and book my ticket in advance. Yeah. Sold out. Sold out. Wow. Sold out. Because, well, because I want to see it the way God, Nolan, intended in 70 millimeter IMAX. Absolutely. And there are, there's only one theater in all of Los Angeles that's a 70 millimeter IMAX. What? It's at CityWalk. Really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's the, yeah, and yeah, yeah. 
Uh, they have three showings every day, sold out for two straight weeks. Wow. The earliest nice. ticket I could get for like a decent seat. I mean, if I want to like sit in the front row and like fucking right, right, right. You know, have right. neck pain. Yeah. If for a decent for a decent yeah. seat, the earliest I get a ticket was literally exactly two weeks after it comes out. So I did I hear a bunch of people are buying front row seats so they can feel what it's like to be blown <laughs> up by a bomb, but not actually be blown up by a bomb. For real. There's yeah. like a bunch of like dude. We're kind of atom bomb enthusiasts yeah. here. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. I totally get it. There are some yeah. atom bomb nuclear enthusiasts out there who bought front row seats because they're like, this is what it's yeah. like, dude. This is my dream. You know, <laughs> getting blown up by this motherfucker. We all want to... Yeah. I want to be there when it blows up. Yeah. I want to see it. Yeah. I know I'm going to die. Those are the same people that want to book a ticket on the Ocean Gate vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, dude. I need an Ocean it's Gate all shirt, the, Oh, me too. Ocean shirt. And wear it to the Oppenheimer premiere. Full merch, dude. Ha! Sneakers, <laughs> fucking belt. <laughs> well, we'll be buying our Oppenheimer tickets after this because uh, we gotta go and, and our Barbie tickets. I I, I have both. I, I okay. I'm seeing Barbie Day One because okay. that's not sold out. But there's also a bunch of seats for Barbie. That because... was a that was a high five for anyone out there listening. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I've seen <laughs> and Dev shakes his head. You I'm, can't hear that part. I'm seeing Barbie Day One and I'm seeing Oppenheimer two weeks after it comes out. Fucking hell! I gotta get my tickets like tonight. Yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta book it up. You gotta book it up, baby. Um, I'm but, glad to hear that though. I yeah. know it sucks that it's hard to see, but, but also I'm very sick. glad I was to like, hear, yo, man, good for this movie. Awesome. I was like, because because it's niche. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, if this wasn't Nolan, I don't think I'd care. People are fascinated with the yeah. bomb. People are fascinated yeah. with bomb. I also this have... This is the, arguably one of the most notable events in human history. Yeah, for sure. E- equivalent to the moon landing. And it's mm-hmm. everybody around the world is going to want to watch it is this because, movie. Yes, because mm-hmm. of Nolan, but also yeah. because of the event oh. in the history. There's never been nuclear yeah. bombs Honestly, implemented in war God. other than that. Yeah. Honest to God. Thank God. We have never changed from the gladiator days. We are just as violent and just as bloodthirsty. And the thought that's of 200,000 people <laughs> being killed at the same time, people are... That's Dude, just that's true just crime, propaganda. True crime is one of the biggest fucking, you know, it's like one genre. Thing to watch something on TV than it is to murder some people. No, in no, an arena. I, no, that's the thing. I'm not saying murder. The gladiators, the, the crowd wasn't murdering. <laughs> I'm, you not know? Saying murder. I'm not saying I'm murder. Not saying murder. <laughs> I'm not saying murder. <laughs> Look, I it's just the money man comes in, you know. Anyway, let's get to the episode. <laughs> Uh, very excited to bring this to you today. <laughs> it's been a long time coming, by the way, this episode. Okay. Uh, this is like algorithm-breaking episode. This is like fucking... People probably have been asking for this in their head for a long time. This is basically like uh, 101 film history, the history of film. We're talking about an absolute fucking cultural icon, one of the most famous people to have ever existed, someone who went beyond celebrity and into more of like a historic figure. Ted realm. Kaczynski? <laughs> <laughs> the guy who drove the, the sub on Ocean Gate. Yeah. I don't know his name, but rest in peace. Stockton. 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 Uh, I now, know his name. When I say this, besides Ted Kaczynski, besides our beloved Unabomber, who comes to mind for you? Say the description again. So, like, uh, beyond celebrity, uh, be, Howard became Hughes. in in film in film. film. Well, kind of um, Howard Hughes as well. Uh, beyond, celebrity. I'm talking like fucking pop culture icon from film. Who's the first person that comes to mind? Oh, fuck, it would it be James Dean? But we did James Dean. Okay, keep going. Um, there's James Dean, and then there's DiCaprio. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> Today dead? we're talking. Yeah, dead. <laughs> we're talking about motherfucking Marilyn Monroe. Oh, oh yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I thought James Dean would bring. It's interesting. I I actually don't associate her film in my head. That's not the exactly. immediate association exactly. I go to. Exactly. She was a yeah. film actress, but yeah. you don't even you she's especially. Wow. I love All About Eve. She's great, uh, like, dude. Yeah. All About Eve is incredible. Fucking yeah. uh, Niagara. She's yeah. incredible. But it's in interesting because it's like when you say Marilyn Monroe, film isn't the first thing that comes to my no, mind. No, because she only did like seven or eight of them before she died. Mm-hmm. You know, just like James Dean. Mm-hmm. No, she did a lot more. I don't she know how I more feel about this episode. Really? Well, I just hung out with the Kennedys last week. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> We're going to get into it, baby. Hey, was, he was, Your boy he was, was involved. Was he, he wasn't born when she died, right? Oh, John? What? John F. Kennedy Jr.? John F. Kennedy fucked her. No. Oh, Junior, John F. Junior, Junior. She was probably... Robert is his name. Yeah, Robert, yeah, yeah. yeah. Robert Jr. is who's running for president now, and their grandson, Bobby, is who I have. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, Bobby wasn't around. No, no. It's not, blood right. is not on his hands. And Robert right. was like Look, it's a few episodes. We're a few but... episodes away from the Kennedy stuff, so don't worry. You got some time. <laughs> oh, you got okay. some time to this live. This will be multi-parter. If the, if the okay. Militainment episode didn't kill us, we're okay. Yeah, but right? I support... <laughs> RFK Jr. fully, and yeah, yeah. I love him. And hey, his he's family your homie. Are he's great. your homie. They're awesome people, and <laughs> Kennedy 2024. <laughs> well, it was definitely Marilyn Monroe and Kennedy in 1960. We're going to get into it. I don't oh, know anything. God. I plead the fifth. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she was, uh, you know, this one was the, uh, the actress famously Sweet. killed by John F. Kennedy, Deb. <laughs> you don't know that. It's hearsay. Hearsay. Uh, Slander. I want, uh, to, I want to believe John had nothing to do with it, because the CIA came for him, too. You know what I mean? It was like, right. I feel like the that's CIA a, was just like, I'm they were going down the Actually, the mafia came for Kennedy, man. Oh, really? I just watched the thing recently, and now I'm fully convinced. After our Ocean's no. Eleven episode. Okay. No. Hey, I watched the documentary. It was on, uh, Not Truth really, Social. Right. It was on Truth Social. It was starring Ezra Miller. (laughs) That's all right, everyone. We're doing Marilyn Monroe, finally. Now, I don't have to tell any of you of how huge Marilyn Monroe was to the culture. Not only in film, not only in pop culture, not only to America, but to world fucking history. You know, you could probably go to the most remote parts of the world and ask them about Marilyn Monroe, and they've got a t-shirt from Hollywood Boulevard (laughs) of her, you know, and she's like made into a skeleton or whatever, you know. Hot, hot, like uh, goth Marilyn Monroe, or you know, I've seen face tattoo Marilyn Monroe on Hollywood Boulevard. You know, I've seen it all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was. I've seen, seen things, man. I've seen things near your place, Drake. We always we dox you like every episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can <laughs> if, if, you're, if you're a selfie enough viewer, you can definitely pinpoint my exact address. Yeah, yeah for sure. Well, the, we have gate. There's security here. There's security. Yeah. I mean, he's like a hundred. I'm pretty sure he's, he's a like. Well, we don't need to say that. Guys. His last security. <laughs> was on a sub at Ocean Gate. She was an actress, a model, a singer, known for popularizing the blonde bombshell. And if you're out there saying, well, there were blonde bombshells before Marilyn, I'm going to stop you right there, okay? <laughs> I'm going to stop you right there. There was, but fucking Marilyn was the blonde bombshell, you know? I mean, Marilyn Monroe was like the reason why Playboy in the 90s was Playboy in the 90s, you know? The, the like, meek-talking, dumb-acting, blonde big boo bombshell lady you know who also fucks u.s presidents or whatever and could suck a volleyball through a, a, a plastic straw you know but uh, <laughs> through it through a bendy straw 
born, <laughs> but she popularized that. And it's funny because she popularized that, but in real life, she was actually very smart. You know, mm. she was very like intellectual, yeah. but she knew she was. She was a smart lady, man. She was a smart yeah. lady. We're going to get into it. She was batshit fucking crazy, and she was also like a, a serious alcoholic and drug addict, but she was smart. She was like quiet and recluse and like read a lot, right? Yeah. Like yeah. she just like, she was like kind of more, way more chill than her public persona. She's a big reader. Yeah. Took a lot of barbiturates, mm-hmm. drank a lot, Hell yeah. got fired a lot. Well, that's that's just a good evening, you know? A yeah. Zan and a book, yeah, you know? Yeah, a Zan, a book, Stop and then, it. oh, and then, and then you realize you're three hours late for set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I had too much Xanax with my alcohol in a book in the uh, pool, and uh, I forgot that I'm supposed to shoot something. And now I drowned to death. And now I drowned to death. No, she was killed by Kennedy, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But before she was killed CIA. by Kennedy, she was... She I will was, not have the besmirching of the saint's name. Right? Hey, cheers to Ted Kaczynski, right? Cheers to Ted cheers. Kaczynski. She was killed by the Unabomber. Ted for president. I'll take that. <laughs> she was killed by the Unabomber. I need an Ocean Gate shirt, and I need a free Ted Kaczynski shirt. Fuck yeah, dude. Free Unabomber. You need a t-shirt that says Ted Kaczynski killed Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> but before she was killed by the CIA or Ted Kaczynski or whoever it was, she was born. <laughs> <laughs> she was born Norma Jean Mortensen. Whoa. Yeah. That's Norma a Jean. good name change. Yep. Yeah. Norma yeah. Jean. We're going to talk about our name change and also one of the reasons I wanted to do this. I mean, this topic is fucking like deeper than Ocean Gate ever went. You know, <laughs> we're going to talk about Max Factor at some point in one of these episodes. Uh-huh. I'm not even going to say how many episodes this is going to be because I have no fucking idea. I'm right there with you. I don't know how long this is going to be. This could be a fucking 10 parter for all I know. I don't know. Max Factor, uh, for those of you who don't know or do know or. Uh, it was this like it was a building in Hollywood that when you got off the turnip truck in Hollywood and you got an agent, you went to Max Factor building and they would like you know how like in WWE you go to the powerhouse or whatever they the plant and then you go in and then you come out and you're like clearly they just pumped you full of steroids and make you work out six hours a day. Only six? Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> Max Factor was sort of like that for actors. You would go there and you would come out with a new look, mm-hmm. a new name, a new person, and you are now this actor. You know, like Norma Jean Mortensen went in uh, a brunette, mousy girl, nose job, makeup, uh, like eye lift. I think I can't remember all of her plastic surgeries, but they like. They for like a week, like did surgery on her and then bleached her hair blonde, gave her the name Marilyn Monroe. She comes out of the Max Factor building, fucking Marilyn Monroe. And we're gonna talk about that in one of these episodes. It was very interesting. You can you can still the Max Factor building now is uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not. Oh, yeah. What's a similar theme? And so if you go in there, yeah, so you still go in there and then come out something totally different. (laughs) Yeah, you come out. Be like, man, I don't believe it. That fucking Ripley's Bleed or Not Museum, man. Fuck that place. It's all replicas. We've talked about this before. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're just going back to the cave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, 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 we've, we've often dunked on, on Ripley's Bleed or Not. <laughs> but long before she was Marilyn Monroe, she was Norma Jean Mortensen. Where was she born? She was born... Uh, oh, by the way, yeah. Top billed actress for a decade. Her films gross $200 million through the old inflation calculator that is the equivalent to $2 billion. As always, I'm going to break this into multiple parts. Uh, I mean, you know, all that Max Factor stuff, the James Dean parallels, all that shit. It's gonna, it's gonna go, it's gonna go. And uh, fair warning, by the way, 
There's going to be some diddling in this one, much like the James Dean. Oh, that yeah. sucks. There's some serious diddling. Is I mean, there any famous nope. Hollywood actress who was, was like, wasn't this, diddled? Nope. I feel like this is going to give us Claire Bow vibes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I like, insane Claire Bow vibes. Like, the, the parallels are actually pretty fucking weird, especially when it comes to the, the mental illness we'll get Damn. into. Uh, but of course, to start things off, I'm going to go all the way back to the beginning, to the birth of Norma. And in order to do that, I'd like to bring you a little old segment called When Are We? When Are We? 19. <laughs> no, that's good, Tim. I like that one. When Are We? You, you added like a PBS feel to it. I love that. I can see like a graphic from the, the 80s. More you know. The more you know. 1926. Now, we've done this year a few times, so I'm going to try to do some different shit than we've already mm-hmm. talked about a hundred times. Uh, we got President Calvin Coolidge in office, the coolest of cool. Mm. What was he known for? The Roaring Twenties. The Roaring Twenties. Okay. He was the president of the Roaring Twenties. Okay. Prohibition. So he was the one who prohibitioned it. He prohibitioned it. Oh, but that sucks. He also was known... No, not very cool. cool. No, <laughs> oh, man, for a guy with cool in his name. Technically, Congress prohibition. Yeah. It wasn't the president at all. Yeah, but, you know. true. He let it happen hey, on man. his watch. Yeah, he could, really couldn't do anything. Stop it. it was an amendment to the Constitution. <laughs> <laughs> you, would, you would have been a lot Calvin cooler if you did, man. Yeah, you know, yeah, we're six years into prohibition. The mafia Speak is all whiskey down to Congress. Speak, see if they yeah, still man. want to prohibition this. <laughs> Calvin cool daddy. So we're six years into that shit. That not cool prohibition, and the mafia is literally making a killing. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Notable mafia skirmishes like the Chicago Al Capone Turf Wars ah. were happening. A years-long rivalry and a power struggle to control the sale of illegal alcohol, gambling, and prostitution heated up between the Torrio Capone organization, the Jenna Crime family, and the North Side Gang of Dean O'Banion. So, dude, summit. Where's this movie? <laughs> we, we, hey, that's a movie. That's a movie. That's a movie. That's yeah. A movie. Ah, okay. Okay. Kind of, but that was hot, more about Elliot Ness. Hot take. The Untouchables. Was, it, that is not a good movie. I don't think it's a good movie. How dare you? I'm sorry. I've it's never just seen it. So fucking cheese to me. I don't know. It's, it's on just, that shelf. I gotta get around to it one the day. Cause the cause. The cause. Yeah, the cause. No, I can't it's let great. the cause hear me say this. The yeah. cause killed Marilyn Monroe. I know yeah. he'll kill me. You know. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> shout out to his divorce, man. I hope you're going through it okay. Shout out to but uh, <laughs> <laughs> on September 8th, or wait, no, sorry. On September 20th, as Capone was eating lunch at the Hawthorne Hotel restaurant, just minding his own innocent business, mm-hmm. not doing nothing wrong. He never did know. nothing to nobody. He never did nothing to nobody. He's just <laughs> Al Capone, uh, full of syphilis. And uh, the North Side gang pulled up on him in a convoy of cars filled with dudes with Thompsons and just started fucking firing into the crowd, dude. Just firing into the into the cafe. They didn't give a fuck. Oh, shit. Whoever's around, about to die. Because Capone's in there, and we got to kill everybody. Oh, shit. They're a real shitty shot. <laughs> They're a real shitty shot. Yeah, no. They didn't kill saying him. something with Thompsons. Thompsons, the whole point of a Thompson is to spray something yeah, with Yeah, dude. He was probably already on the ground in syphilis pain, so he was, like, taking <laughs> cover already, you know? <laughs> Or he was in the bathroom with syphilis pain. Oh, God. <laughs> they missed him. Yeah, the past was a bad time. Yeah, man. And, uh, no, well, I mean, penicillin was around. The dude just wouldn't get it. Oh, why? No, I just don't want penicillin. What? Why? No, I'll just die. 
Fuck it. Weird. Uh, one shot. There was a whole comedy bit about it. I can't okay. remember who did it. Well, but uh, yeah, no. I mean, he he could have just gotten a shot. Um, and, you know, he wouldn't have been fine, <laughs> but he he wouldn't have been fishing in his fucking swimming pool either. You know, so uh, that's a true story. Capone used to fish in a swimming pool thing, and he was at the lake because he was crazy. <laughs> you know, he used um, to own a mansion <laughs> down in Boca Grande in Florida. That's the one he used to fish yeah. in the pool in. Yeah, Which man, is piss himself and shit himself. The like, funniest every part hour. About, the funniest part about that. Is Boca Grande, Florida, is like one of the sport fishing capitals of the world. So like, there is so like literally any other part. Like you can walk outside to the beach and throw a line in the water with no bait on it and catch something. That's like, exactly what he was doing. So funny. He wasn't even actually holding a fishing pole. He just I mean, thought he was. That's where know? Hemingway wrote stuff about. That's where. Uh, yeah. The song Cheeseburger in Paradise is oh about that God. place. Like, Al Capone oh was my. eating a Wait, cheeseburger in Paradise. Heming- For some reason, I thought Hemingway was like an English dude from 1845. No. Like, he also, was in the 50s in yeah. Miami and Cuba. That's right? way, that's way more recent than I ever imagined. Yeah, he lived in Key West. He also had Cuba. a place, he, he spent a lot of time in Marine Land up um, like just north of Daytona, between yeah. Daytona and St. Augustine, which is where they filmed Swamp Thing and yeah. a bunch of those. It was the first underwater camera studio. Shit, man. Yeah. Dude. So it had a big tank and like dolphins and shit and set pieces in the tank. And then exterior wise, they had uh, cameras with pieces of glass and it circled the tank so they could oh, film man. underwater without oh. getting the cameras wet. Drake, go research Hemingway. You would okay. love that dude. He was yeah. a fucking raging drunk who used to get in fights like all the time in bars. He would go to Musso and Frank. Uh, he was the shit, bro. They oh, had a he bar was the shit. He's the, one, he was the one who blew his head off, right? He, like, yeah, he blew his own head off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just like Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah. And, uh, he yeah, would yeah. take his boat. He'd get hammered drunk, fucking like drugs and shit, and he would take his boat and just drive to fuck off to Cuba for a while. That's so funny. And one time... It was before Castro. It was so before Castro. Batista was there, when, yeah. when the government started having these little like civil war skirmishes, he would go watch them. He would go, he would like walk yeah. from his house with a bottle of whiskey and go fucking watch people Shoot at each other it's in the streets. It's only a couple hour drive from Key West to Havana. He's such a badass boat. dude. We're on a slow boat, but you know, the, <laughs> so dude, funny. he yeah, is man. one of the best authors ever. Oh the yeah, The Sun Also Rises is one of my favorite books. Um, it's about the running of the bulls in Spain. Yeah, and the islands in the stream. It's all about him fishing yep. in the Caribbean. For some reason, I thought he was, like, an English dude in 1845. Like, I thought this was, like, a long time ago. No, no, no. Turn of the century. (laughs) Oh, wow, that's crazy. (laughs) Interesting. So, uh, (laughs) Al Capone syphilis. Let's go all the way back. (laughs) Back to the CAG. Uh, movies weren't talking yet. Greta Garbo makes her debut as a silent film star. We'll do an episode. She should on have her also way. changed her name. Yeah, Greta. No, she—that's probably her stage name. Actually, that's Greta ridiculous. <laughs> we'll do an episode on her one day. Again, crazy, diddled. You know, all the above. Uh, just insane and diddled. <laughs> that's all of them. 1926 was also the year that Harry Houdini got diddled to death. Oh yeah, he got punched in the chest. <laughs> yeah, and- man, some college kid punched him in the stomach real hard, and he fucking died from it. He was like, "I'm the magic man. You can hit me as hard as you want." <laughs> Turns out, no, you can't. Uh, <laughs> there's a. Uh- well, he ended up. I think, if my memory serves me correct, he got punched, and then he ended up dying hours later because he did a trick. And he, if he hadn't done that magic trick, he wouldn't have died. Like if he had gone to the hospital or gotten checked out after he gotten really fucked up, punched, uh, he would have been probably okay. Could, but, uh, this nineteen whatever hospital man, he would have gotten shot by the mob before he ever got there. Like you we're know? gonna inject you mercury, <laughs> to see what it 
does, baby. Dude, let's see what it does, baby. We're going to inject you with a new Grimace shake. So, as, <laughs> happy birthday, Grimace. Uh, as Harry now Houdini... doomed us all. <laughs> as Harry Houdini is lying there bleeding to death from his insides, Hugh Hefner's being born. Uh, maybe Harry Houdini was reincarnated as the man who could magically give men erections across America. Uh, the Ford Motor Company announces the creation of a 40-hour work week for factory workers that are building the Model T. And Winnie the Pooh is published. Winnie, not the horror, not the new horror movie, but the uh, <laughs> the book. The original. Yeah, the really sad one. Uh, the depressing shit. I don't, I don't, I don't the, fuck with Winnie the Pooh. The bro. book's happy. Nah. It's like, oh, oh, I just want to kill myself. Oh, bother. <laughs> I just want to take a hot bath with a razor blade. Oh, bother. Uh, so the movie... Hey, that's the most peaceful way to go. <laughs> no, man, Ocean Gate, brother. <laughs> Fuck, brother. You're out before you ever know it. Well, actually, no, they they uh, they had, like, warning signs and stuff. Like, so they're... Cause they, they cause, knew they were going to die. Because they dropped the balusters, so, like, because... This only safety precaution he has was that there was an alarm that would go off if the hall was starting to be compromised. Uh-huh. So they definitely knew they were about to die. So, Woo! but that alarm <laughs> was uh, detectable by sound and not by any other means. So they had milliseconds. Yeah, but the, so it wasn't. It was like, yo, no pain. Alarm, though. alarm, and then bam. And yeah, the pain still... receptor. I, I heard a scientist say on uh, Truth Social that the pain receptors <laughs> didn't have time to pick it up. No, no, no. But their anxiety did. Like they, they knew. <laughs> oh yeah, no. Because well, they mean, had enough time to drop balusters. They knew yeah, enough. They were also wrong. billionaires. They yeah, but they could have had like an issue, <laughs> like, well, like an electrical <laughs> issue or a fire or something else, like an issue and then drop the ballast to try to go up and then just didn't end up going up. Maybe they're taking out water and, you know, eventually imploded. So we don't know what the problem was, but... Boy. Well... Problem, you know what the pro- we do know what the problem is. The problem was stupidity. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, was yeah. the problem. Yeah. yeah, we probably shouldn't go down there. Regardless, yeah. <laughs> Regardless. not in that thing. No. Yeah, not that not thing. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. built with not, not in, parts old and not in a fucking Nissan Altima. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we'll bring my 2002 Corolla down yeah, there. He's yeah. fucking. He drove the Corolla off the boat and started. Come sinking. down with me, brother. <laughs> Fuck, brother. <laughs> 1926, the movie of the year is a silent war film called What Price Glory? We'll get to that eventually on... on <laughs> yeah, yeah, on. probably. It's been over years since we've done that yeah, segment. We basically talked about it on Militainment. What Price Glory? Like, war bad. What Price War? You know? <laughs> fucking what? Charlie Vinsoy's Sonny wrote that title. <laughs> what Price Glory? <laughs> what Price Glory? What Price Glory? Uh, all the jazz is flowing at this time. The song of the year is Louis Armstrong's hit, Heebie Jeebies. Mm. And, and up next, The Doors. <laughs> but most importantly to our episode today... First man to step foot on the moon. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, Louis Armstrong <laughs> with his with his trumbone or trumpet or saxophone. Or, <laughs> trumpet. It Shut up. I'm a big Louis fan. What the fuck? One, wrong one small step for man. <laughs> <laughs> one small step for Louis. <laughs> one small step... Right into the Ocean Gate sub, the Corolla. But most importantly to our episode today, June 1st, 1926, Norma Jean Mortensen is born at the Los Angeles General Hospital in L.A. It's June now. It's June now. Yeah, it was her <laughs> it birthday. It was yesterday. It was her birthday like 26 days ago. Wow. Wow, that was some quick math you for said a June 26th? Mm-mm. June 1st. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right, yeah. We're in June 27th. Yeah. Her birthday was June 1st. Okay. It's 26 days. Wow. <laughs> Time, I did it. Time marches on. <laughs> time marches on, baby. I threw the old inflation calculator. That's uh, June 8th, you know. So, we, 
And if you want to hear all the things that you didn't hear in the episode... <laughs> I love hearing things that I never heard before. We have so much of that. We recorded this episode for like four hours, but then... Obviously, uh, we need to cut out super off-topic stuff. Like, if you're listening to Humphrey Bogart, you don't want a 30-minute tirade about Ezra Miller. Right. Or maybe you do, and now you can hear it. That's the right. Ezra Miller arc is one of the best underrated arcs I've ever even experienced. Yes. So, that plus uh, fun tidbits, mm-hmm. plus um, bonus episodes. I did a three-part episode on the history of musicals. That's yeah, right. we got some legacy content, like some old uh, game history episodes and... Uh, history of everything like dev was saying but uh, if you want those shows to come back the quickest way to make that happen is to subscribe because the more subscribers we get the more content we can make and then we can quit our fucking jobs and make it this yeah you know i'd love to quit being unemployed me too that's the job i would like to resign from (laughs) we're turning down deals from studios and networks left and right best way you can support the show is by subscribing if you don't want us to sell to Disney, yeah. subscribe to our Patreon. And our fun tidbits, by the way, are videos, yeah. which is like audio for your eyeballs. Which is a crazy new technology. Crazy new technology. You yeah. can see our mugs and uh, Fight Club style. We put little blips of uh, naked photos of us mm-hmm. in the video. One frame. One yeah, frame. One frame. Boop. Tasteful frontal. That's right. If you can find the frame, DM us. <laughs> It's only $5 a month, but if you don't have the capacity to subscribe right now, you can also just uh, give us, like, single donations, which every little bit helps. So, uh, but if not, you know, no worries. No pressure. But we don't want to sell to Disney. No so. pressure. But there is pressure because we can't pay our rent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, please. We're going to be doing this stri- We're going to be doing this on the street. Actually, this is a begging plea. <laughs> please help. Please donate. So yeah, our audio. Our audio. Seven, seven children. Our audio is going to be so echoey under that bridge. <laughs> so We're yeah. going to be recording this in a box. <laughs> <laughs> we can't go back. All right. But check us out on Patreon at Film History. The, the History of Film. Film. Now back to the episode. She would have been 97 years old this year, so there's no way in fucking hell she would still be alive, no matter what. Oh, I mean, hey, look, drugs keep you alive. Yeah, that's very true. Keith Richards is still going. Exactly, He probably did the same amount as normal. He's still doing cocaine to this day. Oh, absolutely. I just did a rail with him last night, (laughs) you know, at the Chateau Marmont. no other way to get that much energy at that age. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that's how how old she would have been if Kennedy hadn't killed her. (laughs) (laughs) Dev, I'm just kidding. Are we going to beat that every time? Uh, Dev's face every time I say it. I, you I just say it. Bleep the word Kennedy. If beep, then go. Okay, okay, okay. Just beat the Kennedy part. I'll if just, you... uh, instead of a bleep, I'll put like a, a JFK quote. <laughs> <laughs> if mankind. <laughs> mankind didn't kill her. It is not a question of what you can do for the moon, but what the moon can do for you. <laughs> if Bob like... Bichowitz didn't kill her. <laughs> <laughs> I can't clip Kenny saying barbiturates. Uh, send Dr. Feelgood to Maryland's house. If Dr. Feelgood. If Dr. Feelgood couldn't kill her. If your country. <laughs> he sent her to Vietnam. If Vietnam couldn't kill her. <laughs> So she was born to <laughs> she was born in 1926 to Gladys Pearl Monroe. Um, at the time named Gladys Pearl Baker, who herself was born into a family of crazy people. Gladys was born in Mexico in 1902. Her parents were American. Her mother, Della, and her father, Otis, worked for the railroad. So they were traveling folk. Uh, Otis was a railroad man down there in Mexico way, you know. And boy, was he crazy. 
<laughs> we're going to talk about basically the first episode, to be completely honest with you. It is going to be about baby Norma Jean, don't get me wrong. This is a Gladys episode, man. Mm. This lady, to understand where Marilyn Monroe came from, I have to tell you about this lady. Just like three shades to the wind, bonkers, insane lady. And I'm in love with her. Um, <clears throat> and you will be too by the end of this episode. I was like, you so, seem to have a pattern. There. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, man, what are you, what are you trying to say over there? Huh? I, I resent that remark. Dude, mad uh, bonks, <laughs> bonks, baby, bonks. <laughs> I love the bonks. Otis was Otis. Uh, so yeah, okay. So there's Gladys, right? Gladys mm. is Norma's mom, Marilyn's mm. mom, whatever you want to call her. Mm-hmm. Otis is Gladys's dad. Otis was prone to fits of rage and uncontrollable crying, migraines, dementia, and seizures. So this, the average 20s man. The average, uh, this is 1908. This oh, is like the, the way, average 08 man. The av- absolutely the average. This is like, uh, this is like uh, uh, fucking uh, Will Rogers, you know, mm. childhood time. So yeah, Will Rogers didn't have that many crazy folks around him. But every, every, everybody yeah. else is crazy. Yeah. Everybody Will else Rogers is crazy. Will Rogers is the same man in a crazy world. Well, and they were also going fucking nuts. And they didn't know it, and it was, you know, that Industrial Revolution shit. You're just like, he was a railroad guy, so he's probably being exposed Inha- to some insane inhaling, chemicals. Inhaling, yeah, lead pain. Lead pain. You know, inhaling, lead fucking, abso-fucking Just coal smoke all day. Just coal smoke, all, coal day. smoke yeah. all day. He's fucking going nuts. Mercury yeah. and hats. Mercury. Yeah, this is the first time chemicals were, like, introduced. Yeah. Like, it's just like, oh, shit, what is all this pollution it in the air? It was the first time chemicals were introduced, and they were like, put them everywhere. Yeah, they're like, yeah. oh. when DuPont was invented yeah this is like when pollution's a new hot thing (laughs) (laughs) yeah man this was even before the fucking uh the fog the london fog yeah yeah, yeah. this movie invented pollution (laughs) we got this new hot thing called pollution hey you're gonna love pollution (laughs) you're gonna love this do you hate breathing (laughs) you're gonna love the new pollution do you want to go fucking insane (laughs) you're gonna love this choose your color green black Gray, brown, we got them all. <laughs> yeah. Wait till we roll out fucking lead gasoline. Oh, you're gonna love lead gasoline pollution. It makes you feel great. It makes you run. It makes you run hot, baby. <laughs> Make, are, are you not in touch with your emotions? Lead gas pollution. Are you is for not you. violent enough? <laughs> Do you want to beat your wife with more veracity? We got the invention for you. We got the invention for you. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Otis would be institutionalized in 1908 <laughs> at the Patton State Hospital in San Bernardino County. That's how they got to L.A. <laughs> they moved up to L.A. because uh, Otis had to go. You know, he had to go take a uh, what do they call it? the slippy sock vacation? You know, the, 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 the no, the grippy sock vacation. That's what they call it. Uh, he in, he had an advanced, untreatable case of neurosyphilis. <laughs> neurosyphilis. Neuro, brain, the brain. He somebody had sex with his ear and gave him syphilis in the brain. Does syphilis affect your brain? Uh, oh yeah, that's what happened to Al Capone. That's oh. why he was fishing in his in his <laughs> okay, pool because okay. he wouldn't get the the fucking the the <laughs> the shot, man. Just get it. No, dude, he was uh no, there's a movie about it with Tom Hardy as Al Capone. It's great. Go watch it. It's all about him being nuts and shitting his pants. Not like not like shooting at people with Tommy guns. But uh so Otis also had the neurosyphilis, the the brain the brain goo, and he was semi paralyzed due to paresis. Doing fucking too much. So he's just fucking like stark raving mad wheelchair guy. He's like fucking like Lieutenant Dan, you know, but like more violent, you know. Uh, and he'll just roll after you, you know, and he 
he's definitely the bottle throwing Otis. You know, <laughs> it just much like Cag, uh, Marilyn Monroe had a dad who loved to toss those bottles. You know, and, and practice his aim. This is a pretty standard back then. This is pretty standard yeah. back then. Yeah, not that I it's mean, great, but it's pretty standard. It's yeah. standard. To every story we hey, have, I yeah. feel like we just assume that people are shitty. Make me an artist. Everyone's yeah. everyone's throwing bottles. Make me you an know, artist. It's baby. big bottle throwing time. Bottle throwing's about the best you can ask for. Yeah. You know, do you want mm-hmm. bottles or do you? <laughs> do I got the thing for you? <laughs> but in the meantime, while descending into utter madness, Otis had gotten himself a job at Union Pacific Railroads. So they they headed up they headed up to Los Angeles, mm. where you know, uh, I'm thinking I'll never be a great actor because my dad never threw bottles at me. I mean, look, we, it's not mm. too late. Okay, just all right. To hand him a bottle. All right, yeah. Him, yeah, it doesn't take many of them. There's yeah. a bottle right there. <laughs> we can, we can, I can yeah, man, we could throw them at your feet. Okay, you know? cool. All right, yeah. <laughs> Do a Will straight, Rogers rope trick for my head. <laughs> just go for the for the money maker. <laughs> So, yeah, he gets this job at Union Pacific, so that's where they wind up in Los Angeles, uh, and that is where Gladys would eventually give birth to Norma Jean. Mm. But before Norma Jean came around, Gladys was, uh, she was living it up, man. So her her husband, you know, insane, uh, been institutionalized, railroad guy, not very nice. Now he's like in a wheelchair, half paralyzed from the syphilis. So uh, Gladys was uh, she was getting around L.A. She was she was testing out the waters did elsewhere. He get, did he get syphilis from her? Maybe. Oh, that would be a fucker, wouldn't it? And Man. why didn't she go insane? Are women immune oh, no. to syphilis? Oh, she went insane. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, no, she goes. She's a bonk. She's a bonk. She goes bonks, too. Don't worry. Bonks. She goes mad bonks later on. Uh, <laughs> we're getting there. Also, Everybody neurosyphilis did. sounds like a STD that Chris DeSefano had. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He definitely Shout does. Shout out, Chris. <laughs> yeah, man. No, it's AIDS for the brain, I'm brother. Fuck, brother. <laughs> I'm a It's a smart STD. <laughs> It smokes cigarettes and like types on a typewriter, you know. Yeah, it's a PhD STD. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Hemingway STD. Yeah. Uh, she had also inherited some of her father's craziness and substance abuse, getting started very early in life. Hell and, yeah. Hell yeah, brother. In 1917, <laughs> when Gladys was 15 years old, she married an alcoholic, abusive 24-year-old Newton Baker. So she's 15, she meets this drunk guy, you know, he's uh, he's just like her dad. So, hey, babe, I'd fucking drop some apples. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he's like, that's what he said to I her. am in gravity, babe. <laughs> I don't know, baby, I'll throw bottles at you all day. So she just... Not, you know, I don't know, not weird at all back then to just be like a 20-something-year-old. Yeah, 24, old, dating a 15-year-old. 15-year-old. No, like. not weird at all. No, no, it, it really, truly wasn't. her. And I mean, especially for her fucking crazy-ass parents, they were like, I don't know. We don't... Your father can't even... He thinks you're like uh, a, a demon from hell, so <sighs> do whatever you want. The past was bad. The past was bad. <laughs> the present's bad too, brother. Yeah, Don't worry, fuck, brother. Yeah. And the future's probably bad as well. Bad. We keep getting That's less true. bad. We got, we get, yeah, slightly less bad. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah. we got bad again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got less bad, and now we're kind of bad again. Uh, <laughs> uh, she just so, but she was 15. She needed a reason to get the fuck away from her railroad dad. Uh, oh God! Because he was off the rails. Uh, <laughs> another rim shot. Uh, 
And she and this 24-year-old dude, Baker, they had two kids together, Robert and Bernice Baker. And when Gladys divorced John in 1923 at her ripe old age of 21, getting her first divorce, John kidnapped the fucking kids, hauled off to Kentucky, never to be seen again. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sayonara. See you later. I'm going to Kentucky. He was from stealing there. Stealing these kids. Stealing these kids. And what? We Tell the police. Also, like, you got to give the man some credit. Usually it's the other way around. Yeah, like, the guy skips out yeah, without the Yeah, I was about to say. Like, what, what, he flipped the script. He yeah. was like... I think he was like... <laughs> I need to get these kids the fuck away from this right, woman. Right, right, yeah. right. Gladys you know? is crazy. This was a mistake. Yeah. And then her grandfather. You Milk know, their grandfather. Milk was a bad choice. I really do, man. I love Gladys to death. I don't think he wanted the kids to be around her. You know, I don't think Gladys. And we'll get into that. We'll get into okay. that. Marilyn. Imagine, like, him older and those kids being older and them sitting at TV and watching Marilyn Monroe and oh be like, God. see see what I saved you from, kids? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, man, that's your sister. Kids but, uh, are like, we love her, bitch. What are you talking about? Yeah, dude, we take him all day, every day. <laughs> we go visit Uncle Otis and steal all his drugs yeah, from well, the cabinet. Look, look what happened to your sister. <laughs> <laughs> we go visit Grandpa Otis and raid his cabinet, dude. So after the divorce and the casual early 1920s kidnapping, Gladys started working as a film cutter in Los Angeles for Consolidated Film Industries, or CFI. Now, CFI was basically like a third-party company that would cut film for whoever would hire them, you know. Uh, and they were doing big studios. They were doing MGM. They were doing WB, Paramount, all them. Um, and she was one of the cutters. Literally just fucking cut film all day. Probably, again, mm. led to some psychosis because that shit was also poisonous as fuck. Really? Flammable as fuck. Uh, oh, I yeah. yeah. I know it was flammable. I didn't know poisonous. Oh, hell yeah, man. You'd go home with it all over your hand. It's just chemicals. It's oh, just fucking, yeah. You hell know. yeah. Yeah, man. It's what killed Marilyn Monroe. Story. You know. <laughs> no, not really. JFK did. Oh, no. I'm just kidding, Dev. He didn't. Beep. Uh, <laughs> after, <laughs> after the divorce... I love licking chemicals off my hands after yeah, yeah. our day's work. <laughs> I think Gladys must have been. It's like a reward. <laughs> so she was cutting a thing for RKO, um, and uh, in 1924, she's cutting this thing for RKO. She's literally just cutting the film, at, and she's 22 years old now, by the way. little 22-year-old film cutter. And she married another guy, Martin Edward Mortensen, who was a 27-year-old meter man for the SoCal Gas Company. Moving up in the world. Moving up in the world. Shout out to the uh, SoCal Gas Company, baby. You keep it cheap out here, you know? So Gladys said what she was most attracted to about this <laughs> was guy, the gas. right? Was the gas. So he would give her free gas at night, you know, and she would get high as shit. No, he was like a nice, stable guy with a good job. He wasn't a fucking alcoholic. He didn't throw bottles at her. And, uh, you know. Pussy. <laughs> that, that, that's exactly kind of what she said. Six months into marrying this guy she was like actually this is, this is boring i miss the bottles you know i miss i miss I'm, my my bottle dodging technique has gotten rusty this guy never throws him he won't even choke me he won't even choke me yeah i mean for real missionary you know i want to be fucking thrown out of a window during sex that's what i like you know yeah. and so gladys uh Starts looking around. <laughs> starts window shopping. She starts window shopping. <laughs> for some bottle glasses. She was looking for someone to quell that boredom in her long-suffering marriage to Martin all of six months. And she found that something in a guy at work. So one of the guys from RKO, a representative, he would come around Consolidated Film Industries, you know, check the cut, 
And uh, he'd go into her room and uh, he would check her cut. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he would check it out. <laughs> so I just came up with that off the top of my head. Um, Brilliant. What a master class. It was terrible. Writing. It was bad. But uh, so she, he'd come around and he was this newly divorced, fucking handsome dude. Look this guy up. His name was Charles Stanley Gifford, or Stan as they called him. Fucking handsome, you know, 20s, divorcee. Uh, coming around from RKO, he was one of those fucking guys, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So she starts fucking him, like, literally cool. at work, all over the place, um, you know, while fucking, uh, Martin is out checking, checking gas meters in Tarzana, mm-hmm. she's fucking, uh, she's fucking old, over at RKO. old Stan, yeah, yeah, she's over at RKO fucking Stan. So, uh, she gets pregnant, and she files for divorce from Martin in 1925, he was very heartbroken about it. Very sad story. Uh, shout out Martin, dude. Martin, dude. Martin was actually in love with this girl. Yeah, and shout she Martin. was uh, just too batshit for him. Damn, you know? dude. Again, I mean, we all know how that goes. Feel free, Martin. <laughs> I hope Martin finds happiness. I hope Is Martin there any more updates happiness. on Martin? He probably killed himself. Okay. You know? All right, well. He probably, like, fucking... Well, well ha- it's 2023, so Martin is dead. He found, yeah. <laughs> he found happiness at the end of a barrel. Yeah, he got uh. nuked by Oppenheimer. Martin is shit. free, just like the Unabomber. <laughs> <laughs> he was part of MK Ultra. He was friends with Ted Kaczynski. You know, but uh, but so so she files for divorce from uh, rest in peace, Martin, 1925, and she was immediately pregnant. Uh, but she did not know if the father was Martin or Stan. She didn't know, so she was playing fast and loose, baby. Who knows whose baby this is? Roll the dice on it. But <laughs> but Martin wouldn't get a divorce yet. He still wanted to like fight this shit in court. Mm. He wanted to try to get her back. Uh-huh. I'm telling you, rest in peace, brother. <sighs> Move on, Martin. Move on, Martin. Uh, but she was still legally married to him, so her last name became Mortensen. She was, you know, mm. she was a fucking Mortensen. Uh, so she was born Norma Jean Mortensen, but in 2022, last fucking year, they finally decided to do a DNA test, and uh, you know I'm 100% this bitch. Uh, finally concluded that Marilyn Monroe's real father was indeed RKO's own Charles Stan Gifford. So Stan was the father of Marilyn Monroe. How did they just now do a DNA test? <laughs> I mean, they got that bitch's hair. You know that somewhere. Four nine million wigs. And I think at the time, Stan fucking knew. You know, like I mean, Norma Jean comes out with like a cigarette in her hand. You know, and Stan is like, "That's my kid." What is it? It's like Rowan Farrow. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. He's like, "No, baby, my my daddy's Wood, Woody. You know, Woody, Woody, Woody Allen. That's my daddy." Uh, so, and Stan knew, like, I'm telling you, Stan knew he even, so now she's pregnant. She's trying to get a divorce. She's not successful at getting a divorce yet, but Stan is trying to be like, all right, look, we're going to be together. Like I'm going to raise this fucking kid, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, so he tried to be with Gladys. He was going to do the dad thing, but his family was like, absolutely not (laughs) like no way in hell. He was sort of like, you know, he was like an upstanding citizen at RKO and shit. Mm. She's this little like. 22-year-old fucking uh, film cutter married mm. and pregnant. You, like, bring her around here, and she's fucking, like, six months pregnant with, like, probably your kid that you had out of wedlock with this, mm. you know. It was a whole thing. So they were mm. like, no, no go. We don't support it. It's a whole thing. So uh, she was just a single mom. She just had to do the single mom thing back then. The family said it. That That's fucking law, you know. So uh, she just went off to have her kid alone, 
and uh, <laughs> having little Norma Jean in the mean streets of fucking L.A., baby. And there was... Something was brewing in Gladys. <laughs> something something very Otis-like began brewing in Gladys. Um, you know, she had had... That sounds like a Woody Allen play. <laughs> <laughs> something very Otis-like was brewing in Gladys. Um, she, uh, everyone knows, postpartum depression can be very bad, and Gladys had very bad postpartum rep- depression after Norma Jean, and she began spiraling into, like, full-on fucking psychosis. Um, she had this baby, so... She also she had this best friend at the time. Her name was Grace Goddard. That was her name. That was uh, Gladys's like homie. You know, uh, they worked together. They cut film together. They would mm. go drink together. They'd go be fucking mm-hmm. crazy together in Hollywood, whatever. So she has this baby. Grace is staying over to kind of take care of her. She didn't have a, a dude around or whatever. So Grace is like, cool, it's like fucking, it's baby time, you know. Is it like the um, first version of the Jersey Shore? <laughs> her best friend Grace Goddard mm-hmm. is staying with her, yep. taking care of this kid. Within the span of two weeks of having this kid, in one occasion, Grace, uh, or Gladys, or yeah, Grace had to stop Gladys from stabbing Norma Jean with a knife. Mm-hmm. She was trying to stab her baby. And on another occasion, she walked in the room and she found Gladys fucking smothering her with a pillow. Mm-hmm. Uh, she found her trying to poison her at one point. She was like, Gladys, I just watched you put the rat poison in the OJ. You know, I just watched it happen. Like, you can't get nothing by old Grace, you know. <laughs> so, so yeah, just like Clara Bow. You remember her mom was always trying to fucking kill her because she was crazy yeah. and they were poor, you know? Make me an artist. That's yeah. what I'm saying. You know, you, if your if your parents don't try to kill you as a baby or a kid, what are you even doing? What are you even doing? You know, you got to really go to acting school heavy. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you got to channel some other emotions. Uh. So Gladys decided she needed some fucking help. <laughs> so uh, I've tried to kill my kid twice in two weeks. Maybe maybe it's me that's wrong. You know, maybe, maybe I'm the drama. Maybe I'm am the I drama. the drama? Am I the bad guy? You know, <laughs> so someone's got to stop me from killing this fucking kid. <laughs> so she moved her and Norma Jean 16 miles out of L.A. to the city of rural Hawthorne, California. It was I don't rural know what that at the time. Yeah, it's it's still a place. It's, it's just like and it's still rural. It's more rural than L.A. That <laughs> is for Hawthorne? sure. Yeah. Well, I guess not. What the fuck crack are you smoking? <laughs> Where's Hawthorne? Hawthorne is down by it's it's where SpaceX, LAX. It's yeah, like that's true. you know I've never heard of Hawthorne. It's like a it's like a Torrance. It's right by north of Torrance. It's like a South Central. It's like Compton. It's like a borough. Yeah, it's like it a is. township. It's a city. A, a borough. It ain't no more. But it sure was in 1920. Okay, all right. Whatever. No, that makes sense then. Yeah. It is completely developed. Yeah. There was no airport back then. Yeah, that was it's industrial. There was no flag machines around when the video game yeah. awards were there. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking air state runs through it. Like. <laughs> Uh, so Back she, before the metal birds took to the sky. <laughs> she moves to Hawthorne. Her mom, Della, was living in Hawthorne at the time. Um, her dad, it, by the way, just died. Like in oh, the, in Around yeah. like 1908, he just died of craziness. Cocaine. Yeah, oh. of just cocaine and craziness. I'm just 
syphilis in his brain, you know, he, he went out. Too, too much sif, dude. <laughs> so, so uh, her mom Della now is living alone uh, in Hawthorne, and uh, so she wants to move to Hawthorne so Della can help raise Norma Jean, you know. But she doesn't move in with Della. She moves across the street. Della's across the street neighbors were these evangelical Christian foster parents, Albert and Ida Bolander. Bolander. And Della's like, hey, come on down. If anybody knows how to handle crazy, it's mom. You know, uh, mom had to deal with a lot of crazy. She knows what's up. And she herself is crazy. So Gladys stayed with the Bolanders for six months with the baby. Uh, but then she had to fuck off, go back to work in the city. You oh. know, so she moved back to LA to work. She got like a little apartment over here, mm-hmm. and she would just kind of on the weekends drive down and see little baby Norma Jean. Mm-hmm. And uh, she would visit her on the weekends and took her on trolley cars to the beach, picnics, sometimes even spending the night, <laughs> sometimes. But the frequency sort of waned over time. She sort of stopped going to see little baby Norma Jean as much as she used to because she was in LA doing her LA thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but cutting she, film and lines, cutting film and, and lines. <laughs> lines of cocaine and fucking Clifford. It's a whole know. lot of cut, a whole <laughs> lot of cutting, <laughs> or whatever. Chad, whatever his name was, Cliff, Clifford. I don't remember. But uh, <laughs> oh no, Stan. <laughs> his name was Stan. Yeah, that's right. He, she was fucking all Stan. Every time you say his name, I think Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what a great song. Uh, yeah. But uh, she was sending money back. She was sending 25 bucks a month for the care of Norma Jean. What's that, the old inflation calculator? The old inflation calculator. That's about $413 a month. Okay. Yeah, because she's not making much money. You know, yeah. She's cutting film. But <laughs> according to the Bolanders, she became, for the most part, an irregular shadowy visitor at the edge of Norma Jean's life. So the Bolanders kind of gave Norma Jean a stable childhood, taught her proper conduct, morality, and religion. Mm. This is like uh, CAG, man. Right, they sent CAG to the farm. She's getting a relatively normal upbringing. She's, well, so we think. Oh, okay. So, uh, so. Relatively normal. Debatable. Uh, well, maybe normal for this time period, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Norma, Norma would sometimes go with her mom back to the city, by the way, back mm-hmm. to L.A. Every now and then she'd come and pick up little baby Norma and bring her to L.A. And she said it was never a very fun time. She'd usually hang with mom and her insane drunk friends doing adult shit. <laughs> and occasionally Gladys would get a wee bit crazy and the Otis would come out of her. Oh, and yeah. uh, that also was never fun. Oh. Oh, no. So just little baby Norma's in the corner of the room. Gladys and her friends are snorting lines and fucking, like, you know, uh, going nuts. (laughs) That was her visiting her mother in L.A. Her mom is doing her early 20s L.A. thing, and it's the 1920s. It's the roaring 20s, baby. You know, we're we're young. We're crazy. uh, We're doing it. We're doing it. So Norma, Norma Jean, as a kid, called her mother the lady with red hair. That's what she would call her. She'd be like, when's the lady with red hair come to see me? Oh, God. You know? And in 1927, shit really starts to hit the fan for Gladys. Um, this is why this was a Gladys episode, because I, I, I just I have to tell you the list of events that are about to fucking happen with Gladys. Uh-huh. Uh, now at the age of 25 years old, in early 1927... Gladys moves into her mom Della's house across the street from the Bolanders in Norma Jean because Della is sick. She's got like, she's developed a weak heart, respiratory problems, degenerative, degenerative heart disease, acute depression. 
So, you know, all the all your standard 1920s shit. Uh, so, so she moves in with Della. And in the spring, she suffered a stroke, which led to unpredictable shifts of mood and temper, along with hallucinations. <laughs> <laughs> Had to get my Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah, 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 of course. In July of 1927, Gladys discovered Della... Trying to fucking smother Norma Jean with a pillow. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Everyone is trying to kill this fucking kid. That's the second that. Uh, oh. Yeah, but what'd she do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, let's hear it. Let's yeah. hear it. Let's hear out the pillow. Yeah, first. what was she wearing, huh? But, uh, you didn't so- <laughs> eat your vegetables. <laughs> she didn't. <laughs> maybe. Maybe she was kind of annoying. Maybe she was. Maybe she knew about Ocean Gate. Maybe the kid yeah. had bad vibes. <laughs> bad vibes, dude. Give me the pillow. This kid's got bad fucking vibes. What were the vibes of the kid like? <laughs> As the third attempt on Meryl Monroe's life, she's barely two years old at this point. At this point, I think Kennedy just did the impossible, man. He finally just killed the baby. You know, <laughs> it was like it was like Harry Potter. You know, like he, <laughs> the kid who lived. Yeah, the kid who lived, man. They couldn't take her down as a kid, so they kept trying as an adult. Well, many have failed. I will succeed. <laughs> it is not because it is easy. Well, it because, because it's hard. <laughs> How dare you. <laughs> That's not what you can do for the pillow, but what the pillow can do for you. <laughs> I do not condone this episode. Yeah, 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 Dev's out. So... <laughs> so, uh, after the pillow incident, Della was diagnosed with manic depressive psychosis and was dead from a heart attack, like, fucking days later. Jesus. Dude, I'm telling you, it's just a whole bunch of crazy mm-hmm. in these genetics, man. Uh, oh, yeah. Maybe Norma Jean killed her, you know? Maybe a little baby two-year-old Norma Jean was like, you should have finished the job, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I got you now. Um, <laughs> you think you can kill me? I gotta. Uh, only the president can kill me. <laughs> so Gladys, same time, all this is happening. Her mom tries to kill her baby, goes insane, dies. Um, right around that same time, Gladys, she had a brother that I didn't mention because this was supposed to be about Marilyn Monroe, but uh, yeah, it doesn't at matter. Some anyway. At some point, uh, because in 1929, her brother just poof goes missing. Oh, boom! I feel like that's not that uncommon at that time. Yeah, no, you know, not uncommon. It's like um, you know, because if you if you just leave, no one's gonna find you. Yeah, no, you know? and he came up dead. Ten oh. years later, they found him in 1939. Ten dead. years later, yeah, how long like have you been dead for? Uh, probably ten years. Oh shit! <laughs> to the day. Nice. nice. <laughs> Hell yeah! I would imagine he had been dead to yeah. the day. Well, did they did they find cause of death? No, oh, man. You know, uh, being alive in this in this time period, <laughs> I died a living. Brother. Yeah, yeah, he died a living, brother. He died of the time. L-I-V-I-N. L-I-V-I-N and D-Y-I-N-G, you know? (laughs) So, and it just kept fucking rolling, man. In 1930, a huge fire broke out at the consolidated film industry and gutted the fucking building. Well, I mean, everything was made out of flammable material. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The horrific flammable chemicals that they were all working around all day every day started started a fire, yeah. uh, which was very common, very common. Yeah, it's about um, the wings. Yeah, wings, wings got torched for a bit. It did, sure did. Yeah. Rest in peace, and then back from the ashes. Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Unlike Marilyn, who just stayed dead. But uh, Gladys is actually credited with saving a number of lives when she escorted women from the editing studio to outside of the building when oh, the fire wow. broke out. Shout so, out. Hey, look. 
Use your craziness for something. Shout out. <laughs> if you're crazy, you know, and you're, you're crazy enough to run back into them flames, baby, go for it. She probably started the fire. <laughs> <laughs> she felt bad. She had a guilty conscience. She, she was like thought. smoking a cigarette She's while she was like, I'm so I'm gonna get these bitches to owe me. <laughs> yeah, she was in her fucking cutting booth, fucking stand with a cigarette in her hand, uh, caught some film on fire. <laughs> It's like, ah, oh, I gotta get these girls out. I can't have murder on That's my That's like hands. the crack addict that steals your money and helps you look for it. <laughs> Gladys was like, I can't have murder on my hands unless it's my own baby. You know, I mean, <laughs> I'll murder my kid, but not these women, you know. Oh, man. Women's rights and all that. So, 1933, when Norma was... <laughs> Norma is now seven years old. It's 1933. Gladys bought a house. She bought a house in Hollywood... With a loan from the brand new Homeowners Loan Corporation, <laughs> which is, would turn out to be a bad idea I was overall. Let's say a name that Frank has got to be a scam. It was in 1926 or uh, or 33. Uh, the president had pushed forward this bill to start this like home loan corporation, and uh, mm. yeah, didn't go well. Yeah, didn't go well. But. You can buy yourself a house. No credit, bad credit, no problem, baby. The credit you know? didn't exist back then, right? No, exactly. Yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. What do we need that for? Let's go, let's go back to that. Let's get it. <laughs> Honestly, though. Take my word Why do we need for, credit? Take my word for yeah, it. Yeah, come on. I'm fucking Gladys. Like, <laughs> I'm good for it. You know, I tried to kill my kid. Here, take my kid as collateral. <laughs> yeah, please. You please, take my wife. You can have her. You can have her. Take my wife, literally. But uh, so she, so she buys this house in Hollywood, mm-hmm. homeowner's own. Uh, she moves Norma Jean in with her, alongside another family, actors George and Maude Atkinson, and their daughter Nellie. So everything's going great. Norma's in a stable home. Her mom Gladys. Uh, they're there with another nice family and their own daughter. You know, everything's just the Brady Bunch. Uh, while working in the film lab, little Norma Jean would go to the movie theaters and catch a, a moving picture, and that was where it all like began for her. Moving picture. Uh, she would go see the moving pictures. Mm. She fell in love with Greta Garbo. It was a '30s, so I'm sure she was watching the CAG baby. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure she was watching old CAG get shot at mm-hmm. with real Thompsons, just yeah. like those Al Capone people. Hell yeah! You know? Hell yeah! He's brother. not even acting. <laughs> he's he's really dodging them bullets. Uh, all was well for like a second. Mm-hmm. So, in the fall of 1933, same year, Gladys's kidnapped son, uh, old Robert or whatever his name was before he got kidnapped in Kentucky, he died of kidney disease that year. In her declining mental state, she blamed Norma Jean for living through all of the murder attempts <laughs> that she had put her through. She basically said, like, I tried to kill you. And since I didn't succeed, my fucking son died because of you, you little bitch. <laughs> that was her logic. It's the prophecy. One must die. <laughs> one must die. And you are the one who lives. She had a point. It was the 1920s. One of your kids statistically has to die. You know, that was why she was taking out Norma. She was like, I want to keep my son, who I never have seen because he got kidnapped <laughs> as a baby. But this old Norma's got to go, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> and your, your brother's fucking toast and it's your fault, you know. So uh, he was around. It was around this time that Gladys learned that her grandfather Tilford Hogan had killed himself. <laughs> so Tilford, Tilford, Tilford. That's why he killed himself. His name was Tilford. His name was fucking Tilford. You bring Tilford back. <laughs> bring it, back uh, as a name. Bring t- free Tilford. Free, free t- Tilford, man. <laughs> he was the real Unabomber. 
and he fucking unibombed Gladys's <laughs> mental state oh. into even more of a bad place okay. on top of this layer cake of fucking sadness of 1933 that is for Gladys here. She discovered that Norma Jean had been sexually abused not only by the the Christian people that they had moved in with, that Christian family, the whatever their name was, um, they were diddlers. Oh, no. And the Atkinson family that they currently fucking lived with in the house. Oh, my God. Were diddling little Norma Jean like and their daughter Nellie. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. It's insane. That's so young to diddle. Yeah. That's insanely well, young to diddle. What? Well, no, well, she was like seven. She was like seven. That's still time. incredibly yeah. young to diddle. That's yeah. like, that's, that's. That is kid diddling. Yeah, that's I mean, literal any, pedophile. Any... Wow. I mean, any age is fucked up, but like, that's like even seven like. Seven year old. Like, like, a, like a, a two to seven year old can't even like fight back. Like, there's no and defensive mechanism. Who knows mechanisms. when she had been it's diddled like, by the fucking, uh, the Christians. It's like an inanimate object. Like, it's just like, that's, there's, it's just like, a, there's nothing you can, it's like, it's just like diddling a dog. It's like, there's nothing you can do at that age. Like, there that's was, like, that's so fucked up. There was a theory that Della, Gladys's mother, knew about it, knew about the diddling at the Christian house because she was always there. You know, mm. she was across the street. There was a theory that she knew about the diddling and that's why she tried to fucking smother her with a pillow. She's uh, trying to kill her to. But well, okay, wait, what? Okay, she's, she's trying. Being, to t- I'm going to kill the kid, and not the diddlers. What? No, mm. she she kill the kid, and then the kid, you know, is out of her misery or whatever because she doesn't remember the diddling because she's dead. I, I mean, this woman also like died of you know insanity. So, so. wait, so um, <laughs> well, seven, seven is definitely remembering age, but like, yeah, uh, yeah does, does Marilyn like vividly remember this, or did she like black it out? Like, was that like something that came back up later? Like, I was actually, that a repressed memory? I'm sure she remembered it. I'm actually not positive. That'll because like that's be... still young enough where you, your brain on how might many just drugs you're on. Yeah, well, I mean true. that's like young enough where your brain might black that out. You no, know what I mean? Like, I I, well, I feel like most people have a lot of memories from when they were seven. Look, everybody, trauma ingrains in ways that you don't realize, and I. Um. I can speak for like my eye surgery happened when I was one and a half years old, and I remember them having to force my eye open and remove the stitches from my oh, eye shit. when yeah. I was like two years old. Yeah, Damn. I remember and I vividly being vividly remember that memory, and yeah. that was like a physical trauma. So I can't even imagine what like an emotional, like yeah. sexual kind of trauma. You remember? Like, granted, you would pro- you probably want to black it out because it is painful, but. Yeah. Those things like creep up in your subconscious and get ingrained in fucking neural patterns and stuff mm-hmm. that you just can't predict. It's like acid, man. It always comes back someday. You know what I'm saying? So trauma stays on your spine. That's right. It lives in your spinal cord, dude. You crack your back, it'll come back. So in January 1934, at 32 old years old, Gladys finally fucking lost her shit. Just like her dad Otis, just like her mom Della. It came for Gladys, and it would come for Marilyn one day. Not yet, but one day. Uh, but Gladys lost her shit. She, she had a complete and utter mental breakdown, vacillating between hysteria and just despondency. So she was either, like, screaming, fucking, like, terrified of the ghosts in the corner, or she was just gone. Like, catatonic. Catatonic. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, Gladys, like, you there? You know? Whoa. Um, Norma Jean and Grace tried to take care of her, but she was fucking out. So then she received medicine from this neurologist, good old, you know, 1933 hysteria medicine. Uh, she had violent reactions to the psychotropic drugs. They said she was like, it looked like she was like possessed by a demon. She was like fucking flopping herself in bed, tied down mm-hmm. and shit. And in January of 1934, Gladys was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. 
And after seven months, several months in a rest home, she was committed to the Metropolitan State Hospital. So now, little Norma Jean's mom is institutionalized just like her grandfather was. And she spent most of her life in and out of hospitals and was rarely in contact with Monroe. Uh, Monroe became a ward of the state, and her mother's friend Grace Goddard took responsibility over her and her affairs. And by the way, Grace and fucking uh, little Norma Jean moved right back in with the Atkinsons into that house. So that's fun. The, the diddlers, they just moved back in. And that's where we'll leave you on part one. <laughs> wow. What, a, what an ending. What, what a happy ending. Yep. Wow. Uh, come back next time yeah. for more sad news. <laughs> Nothing gets better. Nope. It didn't get much better. I mean, look, at some point she becomes very rich and famous. I guess it that's gets cool. gets slightly better. It gets slightly better, and then it'll get bad again yeah. because of JFK. <laughs> I'm kidding, Deb. <laughs> He didn't kill her. Not ask, directly, anyway. Ask not what the bobituate Emma can do for you. Ask what you can do for the bobituate Emma. Listen, this bitch killed herself, all right? That's what I'm sticking to. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking keep slandering the good shit. name of a dying hero. <laughs> In place of some psychotic, Carisano, traumatic, 762. Filled, you know, crazy woman. Ask not why the CIA is at your door, but ask what you can do for the CIA. <laughs> and honestly... I would have killed this bitch, too. Oh, <laughs> shit. Hey, she had some secrets. <laughs> she had some secrets. Can't, can't call White House like that, bro. <laughs> Just side piece. Know your place. Well, they knew where to find Marilyn Monroe in her bed. Where can they find you, Drake? <laughs> <laughs> if you would like to check up on me, you can find me on Instagram at Drake Cummings. If you'd like to send Dr. Feelgood to Drake's uh, house. If, if you... You if know the, where he lives. If the CIA would like to check up on me, they can find me at Drake Cummings on Instagram, at uh, Hollywood Drake on TikTok. I am live every day, five hours a day at least, on both TikTok and Kick. Um, so if you, depending on which, how you want to watch me stream video games, you can uh, I, reactions. Like I'm just, I'm live all the time. I'm, I'm, I'm like a, I'm like a streamer now. Yeah, so like, go watch me on TikTok and Kick. I'm Kick is my, uh, my, my Kick is uh, Drake Laurent, uh, first Hell and middle yeah. name. Um, also, okay, Kick was created as an alternative to Twitch, and their whole big thing is, like, there's no, there's no TOS. You can do whatever the fuck you want on this platform. Right. And they wouldn't let me have my last name as a username because, like, they, they, like, because of the word come. Because my last name starts with C-U-M. And I was like, oh my free God. speech my ass. I can't even have my own name as my TikTok <laughs> account. Kick, live and die by your words. If you're going to be the no TOS platform, fucking let me have my last name. Literally have fuck, never dude. had a problem on any other platform if my last name is my username. But Kick is like, there's a bad word in username. Dude, oh my you got to follow Whitney Cummings and just go to OnlyFans. <laughs> yep. Hey, once my six pack comes in, I will be on OnlyFans. Until then, oh, yeah. she's doing stand up roasts on OnlyFans. You don't forget new. <laughs> and then you can also uh, buy merch at raising20smerch.com. Hell yeah. Uh, you can yeah you can find me on so many lists now. <laughs> yep. I am on every not the invite list government <laughs> and a three letter word agency uh, list on the planet and. Uh, but on socials, you can uh, insta uh, Instagram Sailor underscore Dev and Twitter Abercadaver Dev uh, Candy twenty twenty four.
Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, you can also find me on all those lists. Fucking Dev's over there going to the Kennedys thing. We got the Middletainment episode, so you can probably find me at Abu Ghraib if you're looking for me. Uh, you can also find me at James Wyatt Scott or Jimmy Deloitte, depending on where you're looking for me. You can find us at Film History, The History Real of Film, uh, or FHHF Pod, wherever you're looking for that. I don't know, man. Just Google us and shit. Google. Uh, you can also find me fishing in my swimming pool, pissing and shitting myself, because I got the sif, and I ain't getting that shot. And this has been Film History, The, the History of Film. You know what I'm talking about?